Hey everyone, welcome to Tara and Miranda, the podcast. We'll be here every week to explore topics around what it means to live more fully and not just more busy. We hope that you join us. We hope that you enjoy where we're taking you and we hope that you take this opportunity to connect with yourself, to connect with us and to just bring more of your awesome into the world. Are you ready, Tara? So ready, Miranda. Then let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Hey. Episode nine. We're here. We're ready to talk about what we have named getting back up again. Getting back up again. And again, and again, (laughs) and again. I think that would be the alternate title. Just be a bunch of agains after. Because that's resilience, isn't it? It is. You're not just going to get knocked down once, my friends. It might be a few times, but there is hope and light. This is a heavy topic, obviously. We're going to go through some examples to make it a little bit more approachable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to go through that. But before we do, check-in time. How are you, Miranda? I'm doing pretty, pretty okay. I was going over our show notes and I'm just so glad we are here talking about resiliency because I need a little bit of that in my life. I feel as though I am stumbling at the moment and perhaps my face has a little bit of dirt on it (laughs) (laughs) from from falling face first into a mud puddle, a metaphorical mud puddle, not a real one. I'm just, I'm really glad that we're here to talk about this because even just going through the show notes this morning, I was feeling restored. I was like, oh, okay, right. This is why, this is the work we do. (laughs) I'm in it right now. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Love your attitude. (laughs) How about you, Dara? How are you? I'm good. I haven't been sleeping well. I'm not sure why, because I'm still going to bed on time. But generally, I feel good. A little under the weather, but it's a small, small, small thing on the list of things that could be going wrong, I guess. So <laughs> I'm good. Mm. It could be worse. <laughs> That's a very optimistic you know, 2020 theme. It could be worse. It could always be worse. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like that's been my attitude the whole time. I'm feeling quite optimistic these days. Is that a resiliency practice of yours? It's definitely one of them. But it it's taken me a long time to get here. Like this did not happen overnight. And I mean, if you had talked to me when I was a teenager, you would have heard me say, I'm naturally melancholy. (laughs) So yes, done the work. Now here. (laughs) I can't even imagine that. I would have a hard time even imagining. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on then. (laughs) You were a teenager. That's what was going on. I guess. Uh, Weird. I guess that was the segue. Sure. Let's call that the segue. That wasn't planned, but perfect. So we want to start with the positive because it's it's a good place to start. Hmm. And 
it's about setting yourself up for success because I think the part that a lot of people miss mm. is that you can set yourself up for success. It's not about I'm in the muck or the muddy puddle and now I have to figure out a way to get out. It's like, how do we set ourselves up so that it's easier to do it when it comes? Absolutely. There's, there's resiliency, the kind of resiliency that you need when you fall. Mm-hmm. That, that will happen. But life is going to throw so many curveballs at you. The more you can help yourself with the things you actually have some sense of control over, the more you can get those things in place, perhaps the less you'll fall down, maybe, or the less effort and big muscles it'll need to get back up again. Like it just sort of makes those dips a little less dippy. <laughs> Is that oh, a It's so that a guys? I think maybe. everybody tweet that, tweet that. <laughs> Make your dips a little less dippy. Having good foundational habits can set you up for those times being a little less long mm-hmm. and a little less hard. Right. And right. less, not yeah. gone. Yeah. So what do you do? As I was reflecting on this, I was thinking like, ooh, this year has been tough because a lot of my good habits have either become more sporadic this year or have fallen off. But you know what? The one thing that I haven't let go of is a smoothie in the morning. Smoothies for breakfast, like most days of the week. For some people, this might be boring, but I make this basically the same smoothie every day. So I don't have to think about like, Mm -hmm. which one's it going to be? So it's just this really easy habit for me that I've never let go of. And it is one of the things that I can come back to and be like, I still do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of my health routine. And it's, it is such a small thing, but I think it, it does more for me than I probably even recognize. And then another one that I've been doing more of that has really helped me sort of stay on track is putting even like the, even the smallest tasks that I have to do, like into a calendar, into my calendar, so that I'm, I'm planning, I'm, I'm making time for the things that I know I want to do. And it just the overwhelm that can happen sometimes, it just lessens it. And it helps me when things fall off, if things fall off, it doesn't become this like domino effect of like, oh, and now everything's falling off. It's I'm staying on track. So those are two, two examples of things that I think have helped me stay the course. How about you? Well, I've converted Miranda into planning. <laughs> yes. Yay. Calendar task. <laughs> Not my natural place, but it's great. That is mine. My, my days bookended they're one they're the only time that I get to myself Mm. because of my kids so if I can do my morning routine and I can do my my nighttime routine which the nighttime routine was added very recently a more robust nighttime routine then those things set me up really really well when my morning is I get up I do my devotionals I pray and that keeps me pretty grounded um, in the day. I find that if that doesn't happen, ah, and then at night, blogging, journaling, reflection of my day, 
look at my calendar so I know what's coming up, setting a little bit of intention around how I want to show up in those meetings or like making sure I have a thought around like what's the thing that I want to talk about or be present for. Right. And then devotional before bed, pray. That's it. I don't have to do all of them, but there's like certain things. It's like my alone time is really important to me. And I think a lot of parents who are listening to this can probably relate to that. Alone time doesn't just happen. You have to plan for it. (laughs) It's true. And it's the thing that can easily get forgotten. And for the record, for anyone listening, he's like, well, I can't. Did not do this when I had very, very little kids. So lots of grace around that. No such thing as a morning and a, a nighttime routine when my little ones were very little. And I think one thing that you and I both share actually in terms of a practice around resiliency and just well-being in general is walking. I love taking walks and I have a dog, so I have to take walks <laughs> every single day. So I think for both of us, that's, that's a very precious, special time, especially in this time when you can't be out and about a lot and you don't get the walking in that we used to, like you back and forth from the train, me and back and forth from my place. You know, we're not commuting yeah. anymore. So that, that sort of walking that's built into our day was sort of taken away. So we've had to plan for it. We've had to put it back into our schedules. And mine was a bit more forced because of the dog. I thank him every day. I thank my dog for forcing me outside. And it's such an important thing. There was a point, I think it was a few years ago, where I stopped listening to music and I actually was really present to me and what was going on. Because I find there's something really beautiful about nature. And I'm always in awe of how animals just know what to do. Like they're not worried about their life purpose or whether or not they had a good day. (laughs) It's just like, they just know what to do. And I'm always, it's a good reminder for me to like, you're overthinking a lot of things. So just come back to presence. Be present. Yes. I actually found that if I have my headphones in and I'm listening to a podcast or music while I'm walking with the dog, he's actually, I think he can tell that I'm like not really paying attention (laughs) to him because he's way, way worse behaved. I've gotten in the habit too of taking out the earbuds and just paying attention and being with him and, you know, doing a little training and yeah, looking at the sky and all that stuff. So important. It is. It's so important. And yes, I, I believe he knows you're not paying attention to him. Yeah. That I'm like listening to Brene. Oh, how many <laughs> minutes is that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly so important especially in the work that we do it's so important that we come back because we hold so much space for other people so if you're a caregiver if you do a lot of work with others therapy comes to mind or anything that's just holding space for other people it's really important you find an outlet that is just for you so that you don't get to the end of your rope so that was wonderful and rainbows and all of that. Uh-huh. But that's not when it's hard, is it? No. <laughs> Life no, throws curveballs all the time. Things don't always go according to plan. You don't get to take your walk or you ran out of bananas. 
and you need to make a smoothie. Sometimes a pandemic happens and, you know, that also is a curveball. You know, the flip side of this is when it all goes wrong, Mm -hmm. then what? Yeah. What do you do to check in? What's actually happening when it is going wrong? What's your go-to? So interesting because like for me, I know that my mind can jump easily from, and you know, I'm not talking about the really devastating stuff. I'm talking about the curveballs that happen in your day, Mm -hmm. but my mind can easily go from, Ooh, I'm struggling. Ooh, this is a challenge to like, I have always struggled and I will always struggle. (laughs) Like my brain can do that in a split second. (laughs) It feels like. So you're an extremist. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. My emotions tend to be really high and really low at times. And so it is a very easy place for me to go when things start to go wrong. And I am sure that there are people listening who can relate to that. (laughs) So I think for me, it's just checking the truth. It has to be a practice at times because it's not, it doesn't feel natural, especially Mm -hmm. when you're in the really low those low feelings it's hard to access different perspectives when you're there so you know if I have access to a different perspective I will try to check that I'll be like okay what's actually going on here let's break this down so I'll start to break down where the actual challenge is or what's what's really wrong and what's going right like let's start to talk about some of the things that are going right so that you can balance this perspective a little bit like my smoothie. My smoothie is like my anchor sometimes. It's like, you still are doing the smoothie. It's okay. You're going to be fine. Uh, But when I don't have that ability to like grasp onto that when I can't, it's really important to ask the people around me that I trust, like, tell me, here's my perspective right now. This is the perspective I'm sitting in. This is the mindset that I have right now. I'm feeling really low. Tell me a story about what's going well here or what's going right. Like help me. Help me see what I'm not seeing right now. And, and other people can bring me back into that. Like going through these, these notes this morning was that. It was like a tether for me to grab onto and be like, right, I get to get back up. I might've fallen yesterday, but I get to get back up today. What's true here that I can, that I can grasp onto? So if I can't do it myself, there's always somebody in my life who can help me do it. And that's so, so important. I think that's a perfect segue to go into our next. It's like, how do you get back? Uh, <laughs> I don't really want to take people back into my stories. To into the muck. Into all um, the muck. What you're pointing to is the light on the other end of the tunnel because the tunnel sucks. Oof. The tunnel sucks, especially when it feels like you can't see the light or you don't remember what light looks like because what you offered it sounds really like it was a blip but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's longer than that yep and how do you come out of it I know for me what I've taken away from this pandemic is I'm really blessed like I I know it's hard I don't want that to come across as like nothing's happening and my life is perfect uh there's a lot going on that isn't perfect But every day I'm like, I have food in my fridge. I am working. Not only am I working, it's like we're doing this little project. So it's like even above and beyond. 
my kids are healthy. None of them have COVID after going to school for three months. Mm -hmm. My husband is working. I come back to those things. Like I sit in gratitude a lot. Oh yeah. Um, That's a great resiliency practice. Like to go back to the planning even piece, but also even in the tunnel, even when it feels hard, gratitude 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 and not the like smart like the 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 insipid sort of like I'm grateful that like (laughs) it's got to come from a real authentic place but to your point there is generally speaking a truth that counterbalances whatever negativity is happening in your life and again like I'm not talking about the devastating stuff because that's you know there's trauma in our lives and that's a whole other world (laughs) we're not talking about today Um, but most of the negativity can be balanced with this other truth that's gratitude like I want to say it's still accessible and I think that's the point about setting yourself up for success the things that I do to set myself up for success allow me to access that right yeah it allows me to access that because I'm focusing on it when it's good but it's important to keep it top of mind because there are so many things that can pull you off of that yeah and you know we make meaning about everything that happens in our life Mm -hmm. and we get to choose the meaning we make of it right there's so many different stories you can make up about what's going on in your life and at the end of the day you're choosing that story you have a you do have a choice I mean you might have a react a reactive story that happens Mm -hmm. but coming back to center the thing we always talk about is about coming back to the story you want what is the story you want for yourself? How do you want to show up? What's your intention? Come back to that so that you can move in the direction of that story. Those other stories, if you let them grab a hold of you, they'll take you down a road real fast. And it's, yeah. hard, it's harder to come back. It's and that's really, the work. That's the work. It's so hard. Like I, I don't want to, I really, I never want us to come across as like, we've got this all figured out. No, This is years and years and years of testing and trying and failing and getting it wrong and getting it right, obviously, but practice once like little things upon little things, the next right step, the next right step, the next right step for you. And you can't do this alone. No. I mean, you can try. You get a certain distance on your own, sure. But without supportive relationships, without those people that you can really, really trust with your most vulnerable pieces, because sometimes you don't, you can't grab a hold of the thing you need. So you need someone to just kind of give you a little up in the right direction. Yeah. I think right at the beginning of the pandemic, we held a workshop on resiliency if you remember, that was like so long ago. Mm-hmm. And we came across this phrase in our research that resiliency is about bouncing forward. Yeah. So a lot of people use the phrase bouncing back, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to me that that feels like a holding pattern. Cause it's like, it's not about being perfect. It's a, just about being better mm-hmm. than yesterday, better mm-hmm. than an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And it's not about being a hundred percent better. It's just like 1%. And using, using the challenges in your life, the curveballs, as a catapult towards that, because that is a gift of challenge, is that that's when growth can really happen in a, in a really impactful way. Like you can grow through good things too. 
Sure. It doesn't have to be hard, but the hard stuff, there's a little gift in them, even though they suck. (laughs) And the little gift is you get to grow more out of that. So I think that's what you're talking about. How can you use whatever that thing is and turn it into your growth, turn it into something that is actually going to make you that 1% better. The example I want to use here is I get angry. Like my knee-jerk response when I am slighted Mm -hmm. or something doesn't go my way is anger. And I mean like zero to 100 fast. How I know I've grown, because it's not gone. Miranda can attest to that. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't go away. I come back quicker now. Like I, I've done so much work in this area because it's not how I want to show up that I can recognize it quicker. I can like take a, take a second or, you know, and instead of taking a week to be better, it's like a day or two where it's like, okay, notice what happened. Got it. Need to apologize. Sometimes it's like, even in the moment I can be like, oops, but that took a lot of work yeah. because there's a lot of self-awareness that comes with resiliency because you can't be resilient without knowing what your triggers are and you can't be resilient without knowing how you want to be better either we all have edges like Miranda was talking about how planning isn't natural for her she has to work at it because it's not The other side of that, which is so beautiful, and now I feel like I'm putting words in your mouth, but what's (laughs) really beautiful about Miranda is like, it's all her like creativity and like harmony values and all of that, that is why she's not great at planning. (laughs) But it's like the parts of her that are naturally beautiful, but there's always going to be an edge to when it goes too far. And then what do you do when? Yeah. Right? How do you, how do you... Not that you have to be amazing at that thing, but how do you strengthen just a little bit so that you can, again, it's the counterbalance of, you know, your, your strength. Yeah. Like just keeping things in check, in balance and, and having more range and capacity. You're not just, you know, I don't just want to be a one trick pony who only knows how to do this one thing over here. I want to be able to like show up in different ways, depending on the situation that I'm in. And to know like, ooh, my harmony value isn't going to serve here. I need to leverage something else, even if it's unnatural for me. So another resiliency practice in the, just expanding your range and your capacity and your self-awareness. Yeah, because it's about impact, right? I mean, I'm such a great planner that I think that's why I get so angry when I can't contain it all. Because I'm like, but it's supposed to be fixed. We didn't have to suffer. This didn't have to be so hard. Right? And so that's an edge for me because the impact that I can have in those moments are not pretty. But that's why you need to be able to know what those things are so that you can show up in different ways. So it's all about 1% better. Even being able to notice quicker is 1% better because most people don't even notice. Absolutely. And for me, what I'm taking away from that too, is acknowledging that you are today 1% better than yesterday. Mm -hmm. Because it's so incremental, like the improvements, if it's going to be sustainable, it has to be incremental. You're not going to be like going from zero to hero in a day. 
And so you have to acknowledge the increments because otherwise when that thing shows up again, that thing that is the curveball, it's going to feel like you're, you're, you're back in the same place that you were. It's like, Oh, here it is again. Why have I not changed? I haven't improved at all. Or the world keeps screwing me over or whatever the story is. But that's not the truth. The truth is you're better than yesterday. And so what happened today that was better? And, and what's the next 1%? That's it. That's it. That's all. Like it's not any deeper, different, harder than that. And it is so hard. That was a lot. And it's beautiful. I feel like you might have a final thought here, Miranda. I'll just reiterate what we just said. 1% better. No more, no less. And acknowledge when you do the work that you're doing it. Give yourself that or get your friend to acknowledge it if you can't, because you're doing it, you're doing it. And that's a wrap on another episode of Tara and Miranda, the podcast. Did you love what you heard? Write a review where you listen to podcasts and share the love with a friend who needs to hear this. And if you have a question, want to know more about us and what we love, or to sign up for updates, visit us at taramiranda.com. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.